This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Here we go. It's hour number three of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Okay, I got... <clears throat> Excuse me, a little frog in my throat. I'm getting a little scratchy here. 32 things we've learned about the Super Bowl matchup as we now get underway with the countdown to the Super Bowl. We're 13 days away as Eric Chiafalo just walked in, I believe, with some birthday or wedding present tips treats. What's the occasion, Chief? This is the birthday tips treats thanks to the great folks on the Twitch chat. That's right. All the Twillos just hooked it up. Nice, time. folks. Happy 30th, buddy. Happy Super 30th nice. birthday. Thank Super you, guys. Nice. Thank you, Twillos. And uh, thank you, Tolos. And thank you, Tiffs, because these are delightful. Yeah. They do some fine work over there, don't they? <laughs> yes. Yes, they absolutely do. So Every time. You're struggling so bad right now, aren't you? Yes. What's yes, her? Are you in pain? Did you no. hurt yourself? No, I'm not doing no. any sweets till Easter. The cookies. Oh, it's oh, yeah, trust that. me. That's a tough, tough deal. That whole thing. Got to look out for my health. You know, I'm coming up on that uh, that big five. I will have in a couple the cin- I will have the cinnamon roll recipe down by the time you. Uh, I'll come. Time- I'll come out of this for for a, for a cinnamon roll from Broadus or Miss Sherry. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I've already sent okay, it out. Okay. You, you will come out of one and a kid's birthday party. Okay. That's, that's the only thing I'm coming out of this. Uh, right. This, this uh, discipline for. All right. There you go. So dial it in. I'd, I'd appreciate it. All right. You know, need a little. I've been watching a lot of videos on this. Just man. a taste. <laughs> Here and man, that good stuff. Hey, uh, I'm sure you learned a lot about the Super Bowl matchup already, and uh, maybe some of this stuff you've heard. But I have a feeling this is going to be pretty dang interesting. Now, USA Today's USA Today did the 32 things we've learned about the matchup, and it's it was just amazing as I looked through it how many Cowboys topics are in there. I took about 12 out. You know. Uh, most are Cowboys topics. Most are just or, or or stunning on their own. Didn't think we could get to all 32. I don't even think we can get to all 12. I think that might be a little ambitious. I think we can do it. Knowing how Brian likes to talk. <laughs> that, that is the truth. Yeah. Well, you picked the right field, sir. Thank you, sir. Okay, uh, we're going to jump to number four. One more win. The Niners will join the Patriots and Stillers as the only franchises with six Lombardi trophies. That would make uh, three of them. What what will uh, what will the record be by the time by the time the Cowboys win their next one? Oh gosh! Niners, Patriots, Steelers. I don't think you have to worry about Patriots or Steelers right now, but maybe the Cowboys win a couple of more, and they, they you know they push this thing out to to six or I guess it's kind of having it to seven. Kind of having a Tiger Woods vibe on those majors now for the Cowboys. You know, so close but yet yeah, so far. Yeah, they're like. How many well, Super Bowls do the Chiefs have? Kansas, Kansas City at three now. Kansas City won one in nineteen, the, the one in the sixties, and then they've got two now. With and they've two, yeah, two of them. Been to four, won three of them. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I you know I would I would imagine at least for the rest of Mahomes' career, and I think he's going to get four more, which would uh, which would at least put it at seven, maybe eight. Who I knows? think seven's a good answer. Man. That's, that's where I'm leaning. I think I think the record's going to be seven by the time the Cowboys. How many, how much do. the quarterback is the best? What about the head coach? If the head coach leaves, does that program fall by the wayside? Is that real? No, I'm, I'm just saying. Just at any point over the course well, of the next few give years. Me, give, me, give me two years of Andy Reid, and Andy Reid loves coaching football. But but I wonder if, if in fact, that Andy Reid decides to walk away from this thing, what will the Kansas City Chiefs look like then? I asked that to you guys last week. I, I wanted yeah. the same thing. Significant. Like, is, Mahomes, is Mahomes that much of a cheat code he that it is, doesn't matter? There's no question he is. But, but I he, think that Andy makes a big difference. I think you're right. Look what happened to the Cowboys when Jimmy Johnson walked away. Yeah, you, you have to have like a guy who's responsible for like caretaking the culture. 
right. and yeah. knows how to keep those professional standards in all these different aspects of football. And once that guy walks away, the, right. the quarterback can only do so much. Now, he might be great enough to still win like LeBron in Cleveland. Right. Um, you know, some guys can just carry a, a, a franchise and. I think I think Pat would do well, but it would be significantly different, I think, if Andy Reid would leave. And that's a great point because Andy's 65 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, number five, the current 19-year-old gap between repeat champions is the longest of the Super Bowl era, which began in 1966. You guys, we haven't given a prediction yet. Do you think the Chiefs are going to go back-to-back here or will the Niners win their sixth? Man, I don't know how you can you could pick against the Chiefs. I can't pick against Mahomes. And, I and yeah, I the way that... I think they can run the football. Like I think they lined up and they went after it with Pacheco yesterday. They did it against Buffalo without Tooney. Without Tooney, and they can and shut down a great running game. Yeah, I, I I think they'll find a way to be able to run the football. Mahomes will make enough plays to where they they get this done. Man, well, I'll tell this. you what, that Kansas City's got a cheat code in that Sneed that corner, yeah. dude. He's you brilliant. Could, you could put him play on, of the weekend. You could put him on anybody, and it's going to be probably pretty good for your. Your Kansas City Chiefs. Well, and so McDuffie's pretty darn McDuffie's good. McDuffie's not side. bad either. No, they are both. I mean, I was that was one of the biggest takeaways of the game. Uh, yeah. was, and this whole playoff run is understanding just how good those two guys are, and the tackling and the physicality, and yeah. it's just like, man, that uh, those two guys being what they are allows Steve Spagnuolo to say, "I'm about to, I'm going to bring hell with these blitzes." Yeah. And you guys can hold up, and we'll get up, and we'll press you. Like I, I love that. He's I, you don't see guys on third and four, eight yards off their off their wide receiver or off their tight end. They're all up on them, and they're smothering these dudes. Yeah, he's going to figure out. I know that. I know that Purdy was missing some guys in those three losses they had, but he's Spagnuolo is going to take that film and and just kind of find two or three things. He's going to have something in his hip pocket when a. And they really need to get yeah. a stop. Purdy and will be in the sudden, blender. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like, whoa, haven't seen that one all day. Yeah. I knew this was coming from the 469 with someone in Gavin's headset telling him to get out during that live read. <laughs> it's well played, sir. Yep. Uh, number six. <laughs> Couldn't have been worse than the one out. I had a few rap, minutes rap. prior. <laughs> Man, if I, I, I wish I was, you know, held to that standard and uh, compensated in that way, you know. But I guess Tony's just, you know. Like wait, but Tony, a fifteen million dollar guy. Eighteen. I think it's closer to twenty. Okay. (laughs) Get get what you pay for, I guess. Number six, the Chiefs are only the third team to reach the Super Bowl four times in a five year period, a feat previously matched by the Bills and Patriots. Bills and Patriots. Of course, uh, the Cowboys should have, but uh, not the Cowboys. Huh. Steve convinced Jerry they didn't need Dion that much in the 94 season, which allowed San Francisco to get in there and take one. Could have been four in a row. Could have been. But it was the first striking of Steve. Damn it. Hey, uh, look at this. Dion's available. The best corner in the NFL. Should we let the Niners get him? And there was like a two-week bidding for Dion as he was finishing up baseball and like, hey, what's Dion going to do? And this is pre-internet, so you know, every day I check in the USA Today thinking <laughs> Dion's going to the Cowboys or no way they're going to let him go to the Niners. Let him go to the Niners. Then the next offseason, Steve stepped to Jerry again. And this time, Jerry said, to hell with you, son. And that's the last time someone with real cojones took control of this this team's fortunes. I'm I'm just taking the torch that you lit and and sprinted with last week, Brian. We're going after Steve. I sprinted that thing like I was at the Olympics, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yeah, it was did. glorious. Yeah. And uh, you're a two-time G-Bag of the Day champion and honorary five. Thank you. I appreciate it. We go to it. number seven. Kansas City can become the first team seeded third in the playoffs to win it all since the 2006 Colts. That's 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 pretty interesting. There's just not a lot of, of three, four, five, sixes, and you can add sevens to that now. It's mostly one and two seeds. 
Unless the Cowboys are a one and two seed, then they're usually out in the first round. Right. Number nine, San Francisco's 19 appearances in the conference title round are three more than any other franchise. They've kind of become like the, the most successful postseason team. Yeah. Even though the Patriots did so much and the Cowboys yeah. and the Steelers and stuff, but it goes, theirs goes way back into the 70s. Really? Yeah. 70s, 80s. They had a some in the 90s, but man, they've, they've really turned things around there. They were just so pathetic from like 95 to 2010. Oh, yeah. The Mike Nolan era was not very good for them. And then, uh, who was it? What was our guy that, that one year, the defensive line coach that was here? God, oh, know, Jim, Jim Tom, Tom Sula. Sula. Jim Tom Sula was there or one year. Or is it Tom Jim Sula? <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they do a Chip Kelly experiment too? That Chip Kelly yeah. experiment, yeah. Really, yeah, Chip yeah. Kelly was yeah. the head coach of yeah. the San Francisco Philly to San Fran. Yeah, that is shocking. I remember when Mike Singletary was out there. Mike Singletary yeah. can't win with them. Can't That's coach it. them. Can't, can't do, do it. it. Vernon <laughs> Davis without his helmet, just going off the field, <laughs> yep. going back into the locker room in the middle of the game. Can't do it. He just sort of quit. Uh, Nine seven two, Gavin. I did a solar system project with my eight year old and. <laughs> Him and I could not stop doing Uranus jokes all weekend. Mom was annoyed. <laughs> that gives me legit son of FOMO right there. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Right I might there, have to go yeah. back in for a third shot. Because you probably you probably fire off that one-liner if that was 12 and a half <laughs> oh, year old yeah. son. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Number 10, the Niners come back from a 24-7 de- deficit, which included a run of 27 straight points in the second half, tied the record for largest overcome in the NFC title game with the 2012 Niners. Who yeah. survived the Atlanta Falcons? Atlanta Falcons, yeah. <laughs> it's always the Falcons, isn't it? Was Fal- a- Falcons will mess it up if they got a chance. <laughs> Good lord! I yeah. mean, I guess this is sort of Shanahan's, you know, somewhat redemption. You know, it's it does it doesn't have the stakes of the Super Bowl, but yeah. uh, he gets to he gets to have one of those historical postseason comebacks. Yes, yes. The 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 great coaches, the brilliant, uh, you know, uh, schemers. They they get a chance more than. More than the other guys, which, uh, you know, the Cowboys don't seem that intent on looking for. Uh, I think when Jerry Jones all those years ago said any number of, what was it, 500 coaches could have done this? Maybe 5,000. I, I think it revealed something. He, he just thinks that, like, co- football coaches are football coaches. You know, and you just got to, hey, we got a football coach. And now, you know, we just got to draft some good players. And then, you know, you get lucky. And then you go on a run. <laughs> you won it. Yeah. And that's why I'm happy that the Lions didn't win yesterday. Because, damn it, if the Lions had won the Jones boys have been like, see, look at there. Yeah. They, 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 they're doing it with a, even a worse defense than we did. You just got to get lucky one Sunday. And then you end up in the Super Bowl. You know, you just, you get in and then you get a lottery ticket. All seven teams have an equal shot of getting there. We were We've the just pass. been unlucky, Dad. Took Zeke at number four overall. Look at them now. Num- running back at 12. Number 11, San Francisco's seven-game winning streak at home is currently the longest in the playoffs. Wow. That's real home That's dominance. incredible, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, I really. Somebody talking to you? No, no. I'm I'm talking to myself. Are you? You know, I'm telling myself you got to slow down on dunking on the Cowboys like this. This just isn't right. What a hell of a play! We're seeing the replay of no, Snead I, knocking that ball loose. What yeah, a, that, what, yeah. Play what, play the playoffs. My gosh, it was, what a play! It really was. Just don't give up on a play right there. That's an example. Don't Pretty back sequence for Zay. Yeah, the, it was yeah. a great play up until the that taunting, moment, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, he's going to get through all three of them!" And I'm mm. like, "Oh no!" But it broke the plane, and then mm. the, the the replay, you're like, "Holy cow!" Then he gets his hand on the sideline, banging one of the okay. Did we skip video or? of that? Because I saw like it was just all of a sudden on the sideline, he started bleeding from like I his thumb or something. I'm, I assume that was like an, an angry yeah. s- like smashing the hand those on heated, something. Those heated benches are like plastic, and that yeah, that can mess you up a little bit. 
Uh, number 11, San Francisco's seven-game winning streak at home. Oh, long. Yep. Number 14, <laughs> Sunday was Reed's 11th conference championship game appearance. Only Belichick has more. That's incredible. Got him in Philadelphia, didn't he? He did. Reed's and, a, then, and then, oh, wait, as a head coach. So, well, he's if you count the ones, well, Belichick can count the ones when he was with the Giants as an assistant. Reed's been in a few as a, as an assistant. I don't think, they only count the head coach ones, right? Yeah. Is yeah. That, okay. Okay. There you go. I think head coach and quarterback is the only only positions that get a win loss record under the team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Reed next to his fifth Super Bowl. Uh, Reed, Reed next heads to his fifth Super Bowl, joining Belichick nine and Hall of Famers Don Shula and Landry as the only head coaches yeah. to achieve that. Landry with five, of course. So there's a, there's a good Cowboys mention. Number sixteen, Mahomes twenty eight, said to become the first QB to start four Super Bowls before the age of thirty. That's just a, that's just amazing, you know. I I don't know, you know. You compare Reed to Belichick. I think I'd rather have. Well, I know I'd rather have Reed now. I don't know if he's the better coach all time than Belichick, but Reed for right now and all time, Brady has the better resume. But I, I think I would want Mahomes over over Brady. But I, I think the parallels there are are pretty fantastic as far as the dominance. Just different eras. Okay, number seventeen. He's also the first to play in seven consecutive postseason games without throwing an interception. That's amazing. Well, how about you can take it another? You can take it even further for Mahomes because I saw this of uh, Brady holds the record, I think, right for most consecutive passes without one. Pass, I think he's at two thirty-eight postseason think, wow. passes Post- without I, an I interception. Think, I think it's. I think if I had to get, I think it's Brady. Drew Brees is next, mm. and then Mahomes. I think is in that. You know, but the Super Bowl, he can he can pass potentially pass. Uh, Brady on this one for yeah. most consecutive without an interception. Well, this is pro football focus, so you can take it with a grain of salt or whatever. But uh, in this postseason, Pat Mahomes, 127 dropbacks, zero turnover worthy throws. Wow. So he hasn't not only like he hasn't thrown the interception, but it wasn't like he got lucky once or twice. They should have picked it off. But no, he's had allegedly, according to pro football focus, zero turnover worthy throws throughout this entire postseason. And Bassick made a really good point about uh, being late in the game. There's like five minutes to go in the game. He takes a sack, and he never takes sacks. Uh, and he takes a sack to no, avoid, it, instead of yeah, throwing the ball yeah. and getting the incompletion, he knows it's better to just let the clock keep running. Yeah. I'll go ahead and eat this sack here. It's just like some of those, the the understanding of the game, knowing what to do, when to do it, the cerebral nature, I think that's so underrated about his game. Yeah, to be able to avoid the big letdown play, it's more important than ever with this defense and the lack of weapons, and I think he's probably adjusted the last two runs knowing if we're going to win this game, you know, we might not have to score as much, but I absolutely can't turn it over. And, you know, I, I said I think it was in Crosstalker earlier, there's like a there's a Troy Aikman factor to that where you're only going to risk the ball as much as you need to win. And sometimes it'll look like at the end of the game, like, wow, he must not have been very good. You know, those stats just weren't eye-popping. Um, but all Troy did was win, uh, I think, in – you know, I, that that um, that approach is not going to get rewarded statistically, but it, it often does in the win column because it totally takes away the other team's ability to come back like the Niners did off the Detroit mistake. OK, number 20, the Ravens managed only 81 rushing yards Sunday. The only time all season the NFL's top ranked ground attack failed to produce at least 100 yards. We talked about that on Friday. Baltimore backs only received six carries against Kansas City. That might be the biggest gaffe of the weekend, isn't it? Yeah. Not uh, for Baltimore? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. 
Yeah, that was... I, I I still am just baffled by that. I mean, the Chiefs gave up 182 yards on the ground versus Buffalo last week. Yeah. And that's a really good Chiefs defense. That's the one area where you feel like, hey, you can really take advantage of them here. You're Baltimore. You run the ball well. Your quarterback is known for it. I don't understand why you're, you're starting two running backs would have a total of like five or six carries on the game. Makes Number no 27, Detroit has not won a playoff game on the road since the 1957 season. Mm. That's just it, that's just bizarre. Uh, number 28, home teams wound up with a 9-3 and three record in the 2023 playoffs. Home field advantage should be very, very powerful. It is. Dallas was one of the losses, right? Yep. You just got to build a good, good enough team that you have the number one seed usually and mm. hope Patrick Mahomes isn't in your conference, which you have the fortune of that. Ooh. You know, you do have that, that fortune right now. If, if Patrick Mahomes was in your conference – probably wouldn't be making the Super Bowl at any point in the next 10 years. But at least you don't have to contend with him until you get there. Number 30, Chiefs have scored on their opening drive in eight consecutive postseason games. <laughs> and uh, as we reach the end, Ravens wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. says he hasn't. He caught three balls for 22. Might have been his last in a Ravens uniform. OBG said in the locker room he plans to continue his career. Hopes Baltimore will resign him. Will the Cowboys consider him once again as maybe your third wide receiver mm. assuming Michael Gallup is gone I think that's one of the interesting questions going into the offseason we'll have to see if the Cowboys are interested once again okay uh look at this time's flying we're having fun now uh it's time now for Woolchuck's top 10 at 420 where are you taking this bro well it's national corn chip day mm. what are America's favorite chips 877-881-1053 what's your favorite chip to munch on that's next yeah, buddy. Welcome back. It is the G-Back Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Time now for Woolchuck's Top 10 at 420. Here he is, your Wooly Bully, Zach, with an H. Thank you very much, General. Let's get into some chip conversation, shall we? National Corn Chip Day. I've got America's Top 10 favorite chips. But I do want to ask if you guys are a little bummed. And we got to have them on quite a bit during the pregame show this year because they were the unofficial television crew for the Dallas Cowboys this season. Greg Olson. Seems like Tom Brady's going to take over as the number one analyst next year for Fox, meaning Greg Olson probably getting bumped down maybe to the two spot. Dude. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to hearing Brady. I mean, that's going to, going to be a ton of fun to see how he he produces in that role. But I think Greg Olson was really good. I felt like Greg Olson was teaching he was teaching some things. There were times where you're like, wow, I did not realize that. Thank you, Greg. You know what they need to do? They need to go get Greg Olson for that Thursday night game. Ooh, that'd be great. Because Greg get Kurt Kerbstreet and his dog out of there. One. Well, Kurt, Kurt, you know, and Kurt, I, and Kurt's, I, 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 the damn dog. I like Kurt. I really do. I think that, man, I but think. But the dog. No, I think it's, it's like I say, I mean, the thing with Greg, like Kurt's good, but the, the, the pro game to me is, is different. In a lot of ways, and the, he's got the voice for college. Remember, we yesterday he tried to explain to us, and I thought that it was really cool that teams right before the end of the quarter that they try and run, draw you off sides. Yeah, you know, he explained that he me and said, "Oh, this could be a situation where they try and get a free five yards. Watch him trying to draw them off sides. What do they do? They try to draw. I mean, he, that was a sweet moment between them. They're he, like, yeah, we've done this before. He knows. I mean, he he knows. I mean, he people talk to him and." He's got a good handle on the game. I'd I'd watch the Thursday night games more if I think if he was involved because I feel like I'd be learning something. Well, he does need to be in a big boy chair, a prime time chair. I think he's yeah, I think he's deserving of that. I think he's more than capable of that. The play that sticks out to me from yesterday was on one of those fourth downs at the end of the game 
when Jameer Gibbs is out as a wide receiver, yeah. they motion him in a little bit, and it looks like Dre Greenlaw is playing man-to-man on right. him. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, Detroit thinks it's man defense. Right. This is their fourth down it's play. It's zone. But yeah. it's zone. zone. Yeah. And he explained it beautifully after the, the play. Yeah, all the, the crossers. Yeah, the mesh. The and meshers, he's like, that's yeah. a man beater. And yeah. they thought they were in man because San Francisco yeah. disguised the look. And yeah. it's like, okay, you, thank you for sharing that with yeah. me because I just wanted to tell Jared Goff that he sucked. <laughs> but it's apparently San Francisco's defensive coordinator knew what he was doing. There you go, Steve Wilkes. Now, uh, yesterday's NFC Championship game uh, was the most watched in the last 12 years for the NFC. Uh, it drew great numbers, projects to rank as Fox's best NFC Championship performance since 2012, and the fourth most watched non-Super Bowl telecast in network history. It's up 19% from last year's game, which was the blowout win for the Eagles, up 7% over last year's AFC Championship game that aired in the same window. So uh, Greg Olson, quote, Xing or quote, tweeting that, saying, pretty good way to end it. Uh, and we'll miss you if, if that's the case. I am excited for Brady. I agree with you. But I think Greg Olson's done a pretty damn good job. Look, he's going to be on TV one place or another. You know, that's what it comes down to. If I'm CBS, I might be eyeballing him right now. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So, Looking to replace Romo. Well, what, are you, what are you doing there? Firing Tony again. Get out. It's been a while. All right, let's talk some chips out, shall we? National Corn Chip Day. America's top 10 favorite chips, 877-881-1053. What do you got? I'd love to see Kevin Harlan and and him working together. Harlan and Olsen? Harlan and Olsen. What about team. Harlan and Romo? Just off the rails. I mean, but Harlan, Harlan just gets so excited. <laughs> I know, and so then, does and Romo. Then, and then, but then you get, you get Olsen that kind of brings everything in, you know, kind of brings it all back together. Yeah, puts a beautiful know. bow on that it. That would be a good... Uh, Right there. I do think we that. need to pay respect to the corn chip, though, on its uh, day. Like, right. we're going to talk about all these other chips, but I think the corn chip, like a, a good Frito, and a good absolutely. Tostito scoop. scoop. I mean, I, I could the eat corn those plain. Chip has some good love. I mean, uh, and, and we'll get to some of them will make this top 10. But, but some I'm people have to have a dip or, a, you know, a bean dip, a salsa, whatever it is to go with that. I can just eat the corn chips plain. Honestly, I think they're incredible. We had a lot of love. Uh, favorite chips, sour cream and cheddar ruffles from the 807. Flamin' Hot Munchies from the 903. Got Texan Frito Scoops from the 817. Nice. Another 817. Fritos, they taste so good. Also, they're sturdy enough to hold strong to any dip. Damn oh, right. Yeah, the vitality of the Frito is bar none the standard. Does not disintegrate when you run it, it through does that not. dip, too, by the way. Hot or cold. 972, I work for Frito Lay. My favorite chip is the classic Nacho Dorito made from the Topeka, Kansas plant. Oh, oh. That, see, that's somebody that's dialed in right there. They know exactly yeah. where they're getting it from. They probably got more more of the uh, the seasoning. Like they know at Topeka, they're they're dust. really yeah. dousing it with the dust. Something different, a, a supply chain different. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's something in the air with the humidity. You yeah. never know. Not as much air in the bags. Those are your better bags. Cool. Two one four Zaps Voodoo Heat Chips. A lot of love for the Zaps. I think those are pretty underrated. Lucius, where are we going with your top chips, my man? Uh, sour cream, cheddar, ruffles, like oh. the Tolo said. Can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. my joints right there. The Doritos. Mm-hmm. When I make nachos, I like them on Doritos. Mm-hmm. Uh, nacho cheese Doritos. That's actually a pro tip. And it's something about this. my father's generation. They will eat a corn chip, bro. Yeah. Like, they will walk into the store and skip over all the bags of chips and get corn chips and flat out eat those with no dip while having a conversation with you. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I got to have salsa with mine. See, I've become the same way. I can eat it with no salsa. I can just down some corn chips, man. Respect on There's that, There's just something dude. about the chip. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love that Fritos bean dip that oh, usually is right it. next yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. It, it. Like, they know they sort of work There's in conjunction with each other uh, because you wouldn't see the bean dip next to any other chip. That's, but next to the Frito, it just sort of calls for it. But I, I don't need the bean dip. That's how they test the strength of the, of the chip. 
If it can go through the concrete if it, bean. If it, if it goes to that bean dip that they sell on That's the side. Smart. Are bugles corn chips? Uh, no. Uh, I don't, I'm not, no. No. I'm a big fan of the bugle, too. Yeah, you put those a, are underrated. When did they stop fitting on your fingers? Oh, man. Probably about like <laughs> fourth grade. Birth. Yeah. I think sixth grade, honestly. Whoa, I really whoa, dude, you had a good run, either. dude. If you made it to sixth grade, we then then the, the over hit. Yeah, uh, I, I think I hit the over. Hey Lucius, on those on the on the uh, Doritos for the nachos, which one do you use? The the nacho cheese, the nacho yeah, nacho the classics. cheese, the classics. Yes, Good way to do it. Yep. See, I always try and get the big round ones, and man, I'm thinking about maybe I need to do something different with those Doritos. I always go for the big round, the chip, round corn chip, and they're kind of off brand. I I, I can't tell you yeah. what Good brand. Chip, I always I always get yep. the brand that's kind of like the big circular one. Yeah. Because Good I'm thinking about more in the oven. Yeah, I'm thinking about more coverage. Right. Yeah. But maybe the triangle on the Dorito is the route that to go. That's there. How, that's how I make tacos for Abby. Been doing that since she was two years old, basically. I'll tell that's you what, what she man, considers ta- homemade that tacos. Is awesome. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you grind up those Doritos though, and you can make some some good uh like uh batter with them like you know, yeah chicken and yeah stuff you, like that. you make that the the crust the of the crust, chicken the or crust. something it's using breadcrumbs that sounds grind awesome. up some of those doritos and oh i saw out. a guy doing that with pork rinds boom i think he called it like pig dust or hog pig dust d- or yeah something. Why, why not yeah and it was unbelievable it yeah. was that on chicken um yes man that's a yeah, good idea some chicken wings Give me, man, yeah that's I, a home run idea i could see doing that on like pork chops yeah, yeah just know, double yeah, the pork yeah, yeah, the, on a football the, Sunday. Yes. That's a tailgater yeah, right yeah, there, boys. Yeah. Uh, Mexican restaurant chips being texted in. El yes. Phoenix has got excellent chips. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, sorry if I'm throwing El it Phoenix out. El Phoenix does, okay. El Phoenix does really good ones. And another place down the road here, Tupanamba. I, no, I, like, I don't know if this is a chip or not. I like to take a tortilla. Cut light, it up, do light, it. Lightly fry it. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so it's more like a pita. Okay. Yeah. It's like a pita tortilla. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the honorable mentions here on the uh, top 10 torpedo. chips in America. There you go. A torpedo. All right, I like that. And they're not just corn chips, but it is National Corn Chip Day. Stacy's Pita Chips are an honorable mention. Those are pretty damn good for dipping. Oh, uh, Miss Vicky's Jalapeno Kettle Chips. Oh, bro, yes. That's by far my one seed. Oh, yes. yeah, that's what got you through the uh, the Bangkok Burger the sure other day. Did. Those are so good. Uh, Funyuns on our... An honorable mention. Big fan of the Funyuns. Dang, I shouldn't have stepped all over that. I know. I messed up that uh, that one pretty bad. Uh, Cape Cod original chips as well. And those are a little kettle cooked too. Those are pretty damn good. Are those the salt and vinegar kind? You can get uh, just the traditional. They do have salt and vinegar. Okay. And those are very delicious. Those are pretty good, but I say F you to Funyuns. They're just weird, weird tasting to me. Well, because you're not an onion it's the, guy. Uh, it's the yeah. onion deal. It's the you're shape. Not, yeah. It's the shape. You, so it's not the fun. It's it's. it's, it's the but you onion. know what? I I, I kind of like the onion flavor. This kind of threw me off. I like the onion flavor. I don't really? like the onion crunch. Okay. Which which so when I went to Funyuns, I was thinking this is going to be great, hmm. and I it just it never clicked. Disappointed with me. you? Yeah. Huh. Number ten is Lay's potato chips, traditional fire. Yes. Oh yes. Number nine is your uh, Tostitos. And shout out to the Tostito Scoops, by the way. I think those were a home run invention. I love the Scoops. Yeah, there's something fun about this. They scoop. copied just, the Fritos, I think, like on that hell, one. They probably did. We had to. I mean, you can't, really you can't have invention. a bad chip when you're dealing with Well, especially when you are, you're not just a chip. You are the ultimate dip chip. Yeah. But when, when your whole brand is about how you, we're the best yeah. dippers, then you got to have like a bowl-like opportunity here. I don't, so that we can fill that thing up with dip. I don't want to, like, at the party be stirring the queso and see, like, chip debris in no. the queso. You, it's just, it, you, 
You don't go into the community bowl. You self-serve yourself the bowl, and then you can do whatever you want to your own yeah, personal well, little plate of queso. You're people, not, people dip in there on the oh, and, and do that. Yeah, they slip a thumb get, in there. And then you get chip debris, and then somebody tries to go with two fingers to pull out chip yeah, debris. Yeah, as soon as you two-finger that, it's over. Yeah, That's you're kicked move. out of the party. Yeah. yeah, it's a spoon move for sure. No, that, I mean it, it's it's on the it's on the hosts to make clear to everyone this is not a community dip. This Here, is a take the spatula that's there mm. for a reason, scoop it onto your personal plate, and then I don't care what you do to your dip. You can you can put all the fingers you want in there. Kind of feel like the people don't ever do the right amount of dip on that. You don't your chip ratio to the quesos never sure. never right. So never that's right. why that's why you dip the chip because you make sure you get the right. But is it worth the, the the slip of the finger? Gotta have, gotta have strong chips. Depends on who you ask. Gotta have strong fingers. Number eight is the sun <laughs> chips. Good chip. I like the salsa ones in the red bag. Those sun Dude, chips. Dude, the sun chips are underrated. Probably the most underrated. I mean, I guess they're they, high they enough they on this list so to not but be underrated. I never but think of them, but sun chips are very delicious. That's trash. Shut up. That's a bad take, Broadus. It, it is. Sun chips really? are not. When's the last not, time you had a sun chip, though? Oh, he's never had one. I hate him. That's why I don't. Have you had one since now? Oh, I tell you what, I've More gone. Of a moon chip guy. I've gone to the. Go bleep I, yourself. I've gone. To, I see him down here at the. I see him at the Jersey Mike's and guy. stuff like that. You should try him again. I think you might have had a bad experience. Yeah, I think so too. They got different flavors. Is now. it the whole solar system that angers you, or is it just the sun? The Pluto <laughs> chips aren't very good. The no. Pluto ones aren't good. You're right, but those Saturn chips hit. Number seven is the Takis. Ta- hey, Takis are a knockoff of. Uh, of the uh, flaming hot Cheeto, yeah, the Cheeto. That one might be a good one. Like if Brian doesn't want to do the gummy, maybe we just have him crush like a bag of Takis during a segment. Ugh. See, that'll be worse for your stomach and for your back door than the nitro will. This is a guy you're talking to the one who knows. It's like eating glass, it'd be fun. Number six is Cheetos. Zero did bring up a big, big topic of conversation. Are Cheetos a chip? I think yes. You get them in the chip aisle, but they are a little bit different from these. We have found that they are not actually a chip. They're a puff. They are something on their own. Yes, they're in their own category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Number I think five. those go along with like the bugles and the funyuns. It's just like alternate chip novelties. If they you are though, mm. but gosh, I do love a good Cheeto. Number five is the Zaps potato chips, the Voodoo ones. They got yeah. texted there in. There you go. Four, we've got the Fritos, the original. Okay, so we're in the Mount Rushmore. We don't have the just the regular Lay's potato chip in the Mount 10. Rushmore. It, it, right. It, no, it, no, no. It, it, in the top ten it, it, for it, it, sure. You know, you know what booted him out was Ruffles original. <sighs> America loves the Ruffles more, apparently. I think for all the flavors, oh. yes. But when it comes to just the classic potato chip, just flavor free, just whatever, you know, just the normal, I think that gold bag of Lay's is always I ringing. Something I, I will say it. this though, the Lay's original, kind of crumbly. Kind of they crumbly. are a little crumbly. They're, they're, not, they're not a dip they're chip. They're not a dip chip. No, they're, they're but they're kind of crumbly. They're great for the sandwich, though. Crumbly. Make, that a, make it a Lay's chip but layer But the Ruffles with the ridges is certainly a dip chip. Yes, that definitely is. can be. Two is Pringles, which I do love, but we got to figure out a new way for the boxing. Ugh. This is uh, this is the one that bugs me the most. How about you guys? That people love Pringles as much. I mean, uh, yeah. until they pivot to where an adult can put their whole hand I, in. The I'm about to say I cut my hand every damn time. You I solve this. We did we solve, solve it. What you do. But you need you a push pop type of like deal a Flintstone, like a Flintstone ice cream. You got to be able to push those chips up to the top. I'm not. I'm not coming down. They're coming up. I feel like when I, I dump up. it in my hand, oh. I dump too many in. Too many on. No such my thing. Hand. Yeah, too many. Oh, it starts falling on the on yeah, the floor. Yeah. But number one most popular chip in America is indeed. The Doritos Nacho Cheese. Right go. on. Thank you, sir. I always look forward to the top 10 at 420, Walchuck. Now, need you to stick around there uh, at center stage because 
I believe we uh, have a nosebleed tradition we need to pay off on the other side. Isn't that right? Yes. My uh, radio wife, husband, Eric Chiafalo, turned 30 yesterday. Let's mm-hmm. celebrate him. That's next. Well, thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. Had a birthday over the weekend, and uh, it's time for the nosebleed seats to recognize that in their very special way. And here for the roasting is Wolchuk. Let's do it. Happy 30th birthday to Eric Chiafalo who, uh, of course, my ride or die, and he celebrated yesterday with the family. I hope it was a good day. So Friday we were on a remote, uh, and it was a little difficult to put all this audio together, but every year we like to go back and you know, razz on each other a little bit on our birthdays. I love razzing on you. We've certainly both got uh, quite a folder of mess-ups through the years, whether it was here on the G-Bag Nation or during our time with the nosebleed seats, either on podcast form or on the night shows here on 105.3 The Fan. But we start with one that happened this year. This was Tony Gwynn. Now, we had Tony Gwynn, who was one of our Odyssey MLB insiders, on the phone. And Eric asked him a question and might not have had the right Tony Gwynn in mind. My favorite thing throughout March Madness and uh, the Final Four with your San Diego Aztecs was uh, doing a little reading up on them and discovering that you, Tony Gwynn Jr., are mm. the all-time assist leader for their basketball team. And uh, I was that was my favorite stat of the day throughout the, uh, the month of March. Now... I, I got to tell you that, that that's not me. I wish I was the all-time assist leader. That is actually my pops, who is the mm. all-time assist leader for for the Aztecs. It's still a record he holds to this day. It's amazing. It's almost been forty years, but uh, and nobody's broken it yet. So I, a lot of people don't know he was a, he was a, he was a pretty good hooper for sure. Yeah, yeah, including myself, as Walchuk is laughing at me, as I, thought, <laughs> as I thought that was you, and it's actually it's actually your dad. So. Joke's on me, Tony. Joke's on me. Easily confused there, Tony. We love you, buddy. We really appreciate you. <laughs> we really so appreciate, appreciate you. you. Sorry for disrespecting the hell out of you and your dad. We appreciate you guys. I think you handled it really well. So much. Now, that probably was not the most cringe question, and I tried to help you with this one, too, in the moment, but it just got away that I knew you were going to dive in headfirst as we were doing Super Bowl Radio Row style. This was during covid so we were interviewing everybody uh, via Zoom. This was a phone interview with our wounded warrior amputee at the time, and Eric was asking no. the bathroom questions. Now I'm curious. This is a. This is a. You guys are getting caught in the crosshairs on on, on this conversation we've had on our show. Oh, don't do over it over the last couple of weeks. I'm just curious. Uh, it, it, how do do you lose respect for any of uh, any male brethren who tells you uh, in confidence that in the comfort of their own home they will elect to sit to go pee? Now, BJ, we'll start with you. Is that is that something where it's immediate respect loss? Uh, no, because some of my friends are missing both their legs, so you can't really, uh, 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 you know, give them too much crap about that. Sorry about the dog in the background. <laughs> oh, so sorry about the bad yeah, question. You're not the one that should be apologizing here, BJ. It actually started awkward. I don't know if you guys noticed yeah. it, but you're talking with veterans. You guys got caught in the crosshairs. Crosshairs. I, I, I was about oh, to say. Gosh, that's one that, I haven't yeah. even when, picked up myself. When, wow. When, when you Double said that, I, when I said when you said that, <laughs> oh, I went. Crap. Oh no, crosshairs here. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that right. knowing that that could have even more layers of incompetence involved is really. Ah, uh, that sucks. That's even more, yeah. It's fine, they're just American heroes. Yeah. That's right. It's all good, man. We've all been there before. Uh, BJ no. Gainham, that guy's a stud. He's a badass. And we man. love him very much. Especially, yeah. Can't say admirably. But then there's also something admirable. Uh, 
That Ooh. word tears me up. I was trying to say admirably. Yeah, you were. There was a time where that word was. You've gotten much better at it, though. I have. I've learned to slow down a little bit on it. Admirably. It is. I mean, I could, I think I got almost got by that. A it couple, can get a you. Ago. Same with shoulder surgery. When a yeah. player has one of those, that's a tough you one. Got to just slow it down. A lot of S's involved. We keep the uh, dumb questions from Eric. We had Texas A and M defensive players in when we were on the nosebleed seats at night. Aaron Hansford and Jaden Peavy. Hansford actually was a member of the Cowboys practice squad for a little while, and he asked them about moving to the SEC. Mm. How much of a jump was it from Big 12 to SEC? Like, was it just a holy hell kind of moment when you guys were playing these SEC schools? I mean, we was already in the SEC. (laughs) (laughs) I believe he just ended it there, too. He didn't really expound much, but I was like, oh, okay. At that point, I just, I didn't realize how long A&M had been in the SEC. Yeah. Didn't feel like it had been that long. You know what? In the moment, uh, I didn't think it was a terrible question either. And then you realize, no, they were in the SEC by the time (laughs) these guys got there. Here was another one. We had Jared on the phone getting ready for the Rangers season, and we had a little confused, crappy question. Is this like the night before first day of school vibes for you? Is this like the most or one of the most excited eve of opening day you've like you've ever been? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jared made that even even more uncomfortable for me in the moment because that was better than Steven's reaction to your minute <laughs> oh, six question. The Steven one's good. <laughs> Okay, the Stephen one. Yeah, Jared didn't have the the discomfort of laughing at it. Like Stephen didn't want to necessarily laugh oh, man. at it. Okay, Lucius, let's skip the Stephen one. Come back to that. Let's go to the Eric Math question to uh, UTSA running back Sincere McCormick. Where uh, you know we were just trying to get him ready for the combine, but Sincere wasn't able to think as quickly on the speed. I'm going to hit you with some good questions here. Now, sometimes they'll just they'll be in the middle of these these interviews. They'll be doing it, and then they'll all of a sudden just hit you with a multiplication question. They'll just go all of a sudden. They'll go, "What what what's fifty plus nineteen? Boom! And you got to answer it. Fifty <laughs> plus nineteen. <laughs> Give me a pencil, of paper, and get a calculation in my head real quick. I mean, since your McCormick was like arms wide, well, I don't know. Why are you asking me this right now? And the awkward silence, Bobby loves that. That was a uh, that, that Bobby I've, I have honestly right forgot about that one. Oh, this is also pretty good. Uh, Babe Laufenberg was on with us, and we had a little bit of an issue with his name, too. It's Babe, uh, Babe Laufenberg with us here. Got choked up there for a second. Almost a little bit <laughs> well, emotional. Many people do. <laughs> the worst thing I ever did to Babe Laufenberg was ask him a question about what he calls his wife, or what his wife calls him. If, yeah. if like his name is Babe, like what's the cat name? And he's like, oh, well, I'm not, I'm not married anymore. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> we did I'm have glad a- I started the interview off with but that what question. what was it? You know, <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> when Babe, you were come on. Before. Yeah, I mean, just play along with us here. What's 50 plus 19? Uh, we had some invasive <laughs> questions lined up for... That's so stupid. <laughs> Lisa Ann, when we once had her on for a weekly during a fantasy football oh, season. We had a good run. We did. Lisa, take it away. Good. That's good because here we, we try to do the same thing. We try to blend the fun with the sports. So you might have opened up a can of worms. I know my co-host, Eric Giafalo... Man, I saw some of the questions he wanted to ask, and I thought, hold on, maybe we should tap the brakes here a little bit. Oh, let's pick his worst question, yeah, well, because I know we're on radio, and you can't say too much, right? We're not swearing or anything. No, so we, right. we don't have that worst, luxury. I want to hear his worst question, please. The one that you told him he couldn't ask me. Okay, wait. So I actually have to save that one for last, just because I think we're going to play word association with a famous athlete. athlete and I'm looking forward to uh, <laughs> seeing what is synonymous Eric, with him. Which is but it? 
Easy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so discombobulated. Lisa, we literally had Emmett Smith, the, the all-time leading rusher on our show this time last week. I'm more nervous for this interview with you than I was with, with bleeping Emmett Smith. Well, of course, we have a much different relationship than you've had with Emmett Smith. <laughs> I mean, it, this is not, not – yeah. We had a good run with Lisa. Uh, we did. And no. then she got Wolchuk had the same relationship with Lisa Ann as he did with Emmett Smith. <laughs> They're two two in the same. Oh, this is I think Lucius's favorite Geo follow drop. Um the jewel rip mid question. Mm. And at the NFL level, you need guys that are going to be able to cover. Now, um my other question for you is in regards to uh and I apologize, I was mid jewel rip there. Uh, I was I was mid jewel rip right I there. should have I should have I should have <laughs> Shout out to Dalton Miller as well on there. Shout out well, to my Dalton's usually drunk when he comes on. So. Yeah, he, well, the wine. It's usually a wine Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I think all of us might have been that night. Here was the cringy interaction. This is why Elliot Shore Parks will probably never oh. come back on the show, but he can also go bleep himself. Which we went behind enemy lines. Can you set for an Eagles Cowboys game? Did, did you get a chance to see it firsthand? I know you're in the locker room. No, no, I, I did not. I did not. Now, okay. You, now, is that is there is there any like uh, is there a reason why? But you you heard this right? Like this this was well known pretty much the entire duration he was there. Correct. Once he started winning more and more big games here in Philadelphia, the uh, the nickname definitely stuck, and it was you know something they would do, you know it would be a nickname in the locker room. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, did you get a feel for whether it was 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 the most impressive part? Was it the girth or or, or was it actually the tonnage? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah, he wanted no part in answering this. Eric just keeps pushing and pushing oh, and pushing. That was wow. a different version. Of oh, myself. it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And now, and he just yes. doesn't want to come back on the show. Here was the uh, Peaceathon tease. That's the Jason Garrett press conference, and uh, they'll have more of that. KNC masterpiece Peaceathon coming up next. Ooh, that sounds like about point oh eight. That was well done. <laughs> we can let's jump down to cut twelve here. Uh, this is with Reggie and on when we were at the nosebleed seats and uh, somebody mistook it was was Milwaukee for a state. Yeah. yeah. One more thing. Uh, if I told you an amateur porn shoot got a gas station uh, to possibly close. I'm asking, where is this gas station, and how can I get there, baby? <laughs> it's closed. I, they're not. They're not. What state do you think it would be in? Florida. Uh, Florida. Rhode Island. Louisiana. You would all be wrong. Uh, and shocking news this evening. Kentucky. It's Milwaukee. Oh. That's not a state. Wisconsin? <laughs> That's Wisconsin. The state is Wisconsin. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Yes, gosh, Colby. Colby, gosh, we love you, Colby. Sap. We will have the uh, Eric Chiafalo question to Stephen Jones. We can circle back maybe six o'clock after hey. around the bases. We can we can put the cherry on. Son top of a gun. We don't need a birthday roast to enjoy that. That's always good. Thank you, Eric, and happy birthday. Thank you, boys. Uh, football's finest is coming up next. What's on deck? Okay, what was the coolest play from yesterday? What should have been on Sports Center's top ten number one play of the weekend next year in the nation? 